in a world where options are limitless, but time is not. Two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices. Starring Jane Ellen. I don't see how the human race survived the medieval period. And Adam Cravens. A lot of them didn't. This is Binge or Cringe. A podcast that lets you know what's worth watching and what's not. From the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center and Rock 93.7. Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. I've watched a lot for the sake of this show this week. You? For the... The sake? The like, sake. Are you sure not, you're not overselling what we For do? For the sake of like, which I have like made. Like, when you say that, like, I picture us standing, like, on mountaintops, maybe, like, flags waving behind us. Like, For the sake of this show. Maybe we're, we're, we're you know, doing we the salute. We the world. Like, yes, for the sake of Billy, this show. Billy Joel ain't writing songs about <laughs> us. Like, Yet. So did. before I dive into the many things that I have seen, we had agreed... To both watch shockingly I wicked, evil, vile. Jane agreed that I was going yes, to do but, that. But you actually did not. I have not. No, I have not. <sighs> okay, so let's first talk about Zach Efron as creepy, creepy Ted Bundy. Like, uh, and, and I know I've mentioned this previously, like, did you see that trajectory? Obviously. For this. Act like, and he did because he's the executive producer from High School Musical to Baywatch. Like, to like, I'm just it, it kind of boggles my mind, like, that that he ended up there. Mm-hmm. Like, just I mean, now, I'm, not, I'm not saying he's not capable, he's not talented, but most, most Disney kids don't end up in that position. Now, this is about parts of Ted Bundy's life, it's told. From a different perspective. If you have not seen the the Ted Bundy tapes, is that what they're called? Uh, I think so. A, yeah. a reporter and or writer both interviewed Ted like over the final two years of his life and got all this information and a lot of footage. And obviously, Zac Efron watched it. So this is not a movie with a lot of killing that you see or things like that. This is a movie that shows, I think this even shows the craziness more than knowing all the horrible things he did. I would I would argue in the Hitchcockian sense mm-hmm. that not showing it is sometimes better. Like, it allows you to create it. Like the, uh, I think initially when he had sent uh, Psycho, to the the ratings board. They're like, oh, well, it's going to be this because of all that and the stabbing and you mm-hmm. saw the blood. And he's like, no, Mm-mm. I don't. You never you never do that. Like and it was to the point that, again, like if I'm remembering that story correctly, like he did it so masterfully, like you remember that even though it doesn't you, your mind starts filling in those blanks and like. You know better than anything else what's going to horrify you or mm-hmm. what you would find, you know, violent or despicable. And when you don't show those things, or like Jaws, which a lot of people called a Hitchcockian style masterpiece. Mm-hmm. I can see that. So it, sometimes it's about what you don't show. For those who only know a little bit about Ted Bundy, you know he's a serial killer, you know he's dead. That's that's I think what most people know at the very least. 
But it wasn't until I watched the documentary that it really, it really was fascinating. Besides the horrific things he did, once he was caught, he managed to escape twice. Twice. And like, it's not after he escaped and was recaptured. It's not like they were, they were just kind of like letting him go on the honor system Mm -hmm. and just be like, yeah, we'll run down the road, but promise you'll be back in 15 minutes. Like he is pretty well Uh uh, under, under scrutiny and lock and key like twice. Yeah. And it was when he had escaped, I want to say the second time where he committed more murders, he was out on the run longer, but he escaped twice. He fired his lawyer. Yeah. yeah. He represented himself because he was, he had attended and had planned to be a lawyer himself. And what's interesting is you see how you realize that the killer Ted Bundy is killing all of these women of approximately the same age. And yet he has a long-term relationship with a woman who meets all that criteria. But she, I guess, represents the life that he wanted or believed was real, and he never hurt her or her daughter or anything like that. And this was just more of a a base, like... Yes, and that's even... that's. I, I, it's, does, it's even base creepier. desire does I, that's not the right yeah. that's not the right phrasing but it was just it was an urge that mm-hmm. he had and you know like luckily for a lot of us like it's just you know Twinkies or like Taco Bell at midnight but this guy had a really sick mm-hmm. like need to murder people of a certain gender of a certain age and, and and without going into really explicit detail like he did it in pretty terrible Oh yeah, ways like additionally. But when but when you think about it, okay, you've got let's say Jeffrey Dahmer. He's living alone. He's got body parts that he's chomping on in his refrigerator. Not having what I'm going to say a normal double life. I think. Okay, you know what I, I, mean? I get what you're saying. He's he, he he was a loner. He kept to himself. Ted Bundy had a functioning side to him, which. Is fascinating slash horrific. I I I obviously never met the guy, but like it really seems like there was this part of him that enjoyed the the sensationalism. Absolutely, like, like from like the the fact that he fired his lawyer and represented himself. Like he was a a showman yes. to a certain degree, and he like loved the attention. It's almost like there is a you you've got the individual that had that normal life that was capable of you know j- you know going in a grocery store going out you know mm-hmm. renting a renting a videotape whatever then you had the guy that committed the 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 brutal terrible just awful murders and then you had this media personality is that yeah like I'll say that yeah again like he's he's you know mugging for the camera like I think he liked being in the spotlight like the fact that he escaped that second time besides the fact that it probably he probably knew it was going to lead to his death like that that you know kind of encouraged the escape on that but on the flip side of it he probably enjoyed seeing himself in the mm-hmm. newspaper like he he enjoyed seeing the news reports that were talking about him like i i don't see how you would continue to do so because it's obviously not like 
in a a sense that he wants to preserve himself because correct well you he would, believes you would he would not be caught he he did not admit to the very 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 end i'm talking like a couple of days before he was put to death because he i don't well of course i don't know i would because of the double life i think a part of him believes that he didn't do it you know just a part of him that lived the normal life and just could hide it, and that he was so smart he would never be caught. Somehow, like it, it justified it in yes. his mind. He's like, kind of the, you know, you're not in trouble if you don't get caught. Like, right. And so he constantly said how it wasn't him and it wasn't him. I mean, he did not let up at all. It's really fascinating how that type of personality existed. Do you think at the end when he was telling, like, they they corroborated a lot of that. But do you think some of that was just him wanting to maybe kind of inflate his legend a little maybe. bit? Like, I mean, and, and again, like, I don't, I don't have any evidence, like, to support it. But, like, what I have seen and read about him, like, I mean, he he went under, you know, oath. He was operating mm-hmm. as his own lawyer. Like, obviously, just lying straight face to them. Like, I... I I have a hard time believing that that individual would have just completely flipped on. He's just like, well, now I'm going to be honest. This is this is all right. Like, Apparently, the the mindset was if he started telling them facts, then they couldn't put him to death because they would want to find the bodies for closure. And, and he's just prolonging. Yes. The, and yeah. so he's going to give out a little bit and a little bit and a little bit. And they still don't know how many people that he killed. And they said it was at least 30 it's it really is fascinating and truly truly horrific at the same time but as an actor what Zac Efron did amazing and again you have the opportunity of seeing scenes that there is real footage of of the real Ted Bundy on camera and then you see Zac Efron doing it and it's it's kind of like watching Bohemian Rhapsody you can put them both side by side and see that the, the and actor it's spectacular well I mean to to a, the 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 footage that does exist of like Bundy like talking to the press or whatever crazy. like he is charismatic mm-hmm. to a certain degree like and Zach Efron himself is also a charismatic individual like I I, I don't oh and you get to see his butt a lot Zach Efron Zach Efron's or, okay well that's, that's so that's kind of worth it I don't um I think I think we wanted to watch that for different I reasons. didn't know there was going to be half buttle cheek just half buttle cheek half buttle cheek i don't i don't, I don't, I don't even I've, think that's a hyphenate word <laughs> anyway. but like it I, I believe that it, if you were going to have like somebody pull off that charismatic side of him that that did exist like um it, i would i would believe efron could like emulate that mm-hmm. part of his personality. There, there is one scene that involves him crying as the camera gets closer and closer and closer to his face, and it's just extraordinarily well done. And uh, I, I highly recommend watching it and being creeped out at the same time. But if you think it's going to be like a slasher type movie, not really. Sure, there's a crowbar here and there, but it's it, not. More, it more deals with like the psychology. Yes, very much. The... Haley Joel Osment is in it, and really? yeah, yeah, it's it is interesting. Again, in jail, Ted Bundy becomes a dad, escapes twice. Just who does yeah, that? Yeah, like it's 
It, he he was treated different. The I, I have watched all of the the Ted Bundy tapes, which oddly enough were not tapes. They're I watched it on on streaming, but it was mm-hmm. referring to the tapes that he recorded. Um, and it's I mean it's fascinating. Like it's it's disgusting. Like it's repulsive. But like I just I can't get in that head headspace. Like th- there's nothing that's ever driven me like at my angriest or like at my you know most. At my basis, like I've just that's never been a desire like for me. And the fact that he would do it so much and so often and again and again, even like when the spotlight is on him, when they are after him, like something drove him to do. And like, I just I don't understand Mm -hmm. that. Like, I I understand like getting up, going to work, you know, buying groceries, you know, going to bed early. So you're not tired. I get that. Like, I can wrap my head around that concept. But what he did, I just, I can't. And I think that's part of what makes it so fascinating for yeah. so many people because they're just like, they're like, I don't, I don't, get, I, how do you do that? Like, what? I am curious just to know, is there an official diagnosis other than he's off his rocker? I mean, clearly th- he had a specific personality type. Is there, is there something was, that happened in his childhood? Yeah, that, something like, was kind wrong. Of, compiled like all of this and when he became an adult it you know i don't you know what did cats disappear from the neighborhood when he was a kid you know yeah was there like what what was the genesis of what it grew into it uh, but it's very well done and uh, man it's really really well done so you should take some time to watch it you're listening to Binge or Cringe, brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. We'll tell you what's worth watching. Jane Ellen talking to Adam Cravens. About what? What is worth watching? Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take you something. I'm, we're going to talk about three things. We're going from Zac Efron's Ted Bundy. And remember how I told you Hulu kept trying to force me to watch the act? Man, what is it about streaming services? Mm. About them, like they're pushy. They're yeah, they're pushy, like used cars salesmen pushy. So I said, okay, fine, Hulu, you win. I'll watch it. And then it was like, I am not voice automated. <laughs> you cannot do that. And I, I realize now that the act is an eight or ten part series, and I. I guess the story continues, but I had seen the documentary upon which this had happened, and these are real-life events. So this is what really happened. There was a mom, and she had, um, oh, it's going to come to me in a minute. Three lovely ladies of her own. No. She met a man named Brady. What's that? What's the term we learned from the X-Files? The Brady Bunch. No, No. where the parent or adult in charge makes the child sick for attention. It's not Hertzfeld, it's Jacob, it's... I love that your pull was the X-Files. Not yes, like, because I not learned. Not like a medical journal no. or something. like. It was like, the X-Files <laughs> taught us. Yes, I learned not both a, of like these Like when things. Star Trek taught us about M-class planets. Which are real. Uh, In our heads. Yes. Uh, you, you know what I'm talking about. I, I, know Cre- what I, I don't Jacob, know what the... Jacob, Jacob. It'll come to me. Anyway, it's a real thing where people make their kids sick... 
because they have an illness themselves, a mental illness. Hertzfeld Jacob? That's, I mean, basically they want a buddy. Yes. They want a buddy. So this is what happened. This this woman had a baby. Nothing wrong with the baby. Uh, husband leaves. A mother is overbearing. Grandmother to the baby. She dies, yada, yada. And so it's basically the woman and the baby when the baby's like three years old. And I don't know, maybe the baby hurt her leg or something. The mother, through the years, convinces the child that the child is sick. I mean, carries around a, here's a reference, a phone book-sized directory of all of her illnesses. But they have to move around a lot. And then you go inside the home that Habitat for Humanity built for them where she shaves her daughter's head, you know, from the cancer she doesn't have. The child doesn't get to eat any food because there is a feeding port. And so when they get pizza, the mom will run it through the blender and put it through the port. This kid thinks she's allergic to sugar. This kid has been told she's like 12 years old when she's, I don't know, 19. And she's her head's constantly shaved. She gets to go to Disney because of Make-A-Wish and this and that. And they just keep traveling. And after they go to this new place where Habitat built them something, a a doctor suspects something's something. not quite right. And so you see the doctor trying to actually see all of the medical records. And you hear how the dad has nothing to do with her and blah, 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 blah. Well, of course, the kid eventually discovers the Internet on a dating site. And, of course, every mother's dream finds a mentally ill psychopath to be her boyfriend. So... I mean, how many Disney movies have have used that cliche? Like, oh, oh, none of them. Never mind. Never mind. So um, the girl asks the boyfriend over the course of time to kill the mom because the mom wants to totally control the girl. And even though the girl finds out she can walk... She's not allowed to walk in her home. She's not allowed to eat food in her home. Her mom ties her up a lot. Because the mom is crazy. The the charade would be. Mm -hmm. And it is clearly child abuse and insane. And so they kill her. Well, he kills her. Now, I know that he is in prison for murder, The daughter is in her 20s. She got 10 years. She didn't actually do the act, but they only gave her 10 years because of the mitigating circumstances of all of those years of of child abuse. So it's kind of like, hmm, uh, I get it, but... uh." It it is a murder, but the individual that it was perpetrated on... Mm -hmm. Was also committing another crime. Like, I'm not saying it's a competition. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not who did the... The worst crime to whom for how long? But you would, I mean, like you said, like that really is a mitigating circumstance because the the, the child obviously doesn't want to be abused or, you know. Right. And so the older she gets, the more she finds out about what's real and what isn't because her mom lies and all these things. And it's, it's fascinating it is well done, um, really disturbing, 
to know that this is based on a true story, but Patricia Arquette does an extraordinary job as the mother who you just hate. You really do just hate her. Maybe maybe occasionally, Jane, you should break break up all the the murder and abuse. Like watch wait, a watch wait. a I don't know, a rerun of uh wait. Cheers, like you know, <laughs> Frasier, like Hulu friends. made me watch this. Hulu made me. So uh now I because is I what, know is that what you're gonna tell the yeah, court? Yeah. Hulu made me do it. <laughs> because I know the story, I don't I have start I have started skipping through it because it's so stomach churning to to see what that kid had to go through. I just can't anymore. I just can't. It's like, ah, kill her already, you know? <laughs> I'm done with you now. But uh again, kind of fascinating. And it really bugs me that I cannot remember the name of that disease, which will come to me, I'm sure, a couple of weeks from now. Several or or at the very moment the as soon as we stop the podcast. Or when I watch the X Files. That, yeah, that well, that would do it, too. Yeah. Now, we're going to go to a happier place. The third show is, I guess Amy Poehler got a deal just like Adam Sandler did on Netflix. And this is an Amy Poehler production, and she stars in a movie called Wine Country. And it has many a Saturday Night Live alum. And for the moment, all I can say is Amy Poehler. Oh, and Tina Fey. Tina Fey is in it as well, but she's not the star. She's she's got an ancillary character as well, does. I mean, they were co-anchors yeah. on Weekend Update for a number of years. Yes. Now, this is the premise. These I don't even know the number. Six women, they all met when they worked at a pizza shop and they were teenagers and they stayed friends for however many years. And of course, they're all in different places in their lives. And one of them is turning 50, and so the Amy Poehler character has said, because so-and-so's husband is horrible, he won't do anything for her, let's all get together and have this awesome weekend. And that's what they do. Now, some of it, here's the thing, it's fine. <laughs> but it it had the potential, given the talent. That really is a great concept. Yeah. Like, that there, and when you when you like you said like really if, if the name stopped at Amy Poehler and Tina Fey like that's a lot of talent Munchausen of, syndrome by proxy. That's, I don't know why that wasn't just on the tip of my tongue, the lips and the teeth. Like <sighs> that was the disease Munchausen by Hertzfeld Jacob. That's a different one. That's that's it, mad. That's, that's also, mad cow. That's our that's our other podcast. <laughs> Rare, rare diseases and diagnosis. <laughs> yes. So um, the the funny the funny stuff in it, and I, w- I want to give you the rest of the cast because I just couldn't remember. You've got Emily Poehler, Amy Poehler, Emily Spivey, Liz Kakowski, Paula Pell, Tina Fey, Maya Rudolph, Rachel Dratch, Anna Gasteyer. You get the oh, idea. Oh wow, that that really that's pretty much every female in that like Jason era Schwartzman. cast, the late nineties yes. cast. Yeah, yeah. So there's an extraordinary amount of talent, and I want to see, much like with Detective Pikachu, I want to see what didn't make the cut. Yeah, because you when you get that many talented, funny people mm-hmm. together. Like, there's stuff that that's on the cutting room floor that's probably well worth, like, 
the the moment it would take to view it. Hmm. So this they they all get together, and of course they they bring in a a tarot card reader, and that causes them to have even more issues because the tarot card reader tells them things that, of course, eventually happen. But it's not a supernatural thing. It's just. It's just a thing. They start talking to each other, and it's there is some funny stuff. Instead of that's what she said, they have a running line of things we say now. Because they're older. Things we say now. They have what they call DUI songs, and it's songs they like to listen to when they're drinking. Very entertaining. You have this whole... Touchy feely. It's uh, it's organic California vibe in some of the places they go to, and the scenery is beautiful. I hear tell Napa is beautiful. The what? The wine country. Yes. Yeah. And there's That's a lot heard, of wine. I've heard the same thing. There, there's some lot. There funny lines as they go tasting wine to wine, and you have people who want to tell them about the wines. That go, eh, they don't care. So I'm not saying it isn't funny. I am saying it's not as funny as those talented people could have made it. What was the movie that Paul Rudd and Tina Fey did to get like uh, admission? I want to say is the name of it. I think I felt that's how I felt about that movie. When I saw Paul Rudd and Tina Fey were doing a movie together, I was like the comic gods Mm -hmm. have, have met on Olympus and it wasn't not entertaining, but like Paul Paul Rudd is hysterical and Tina Fey is brilliant mm-hmm. and hysterical. Like, and the movie was just it was it was okay. Like, yeah. I mean, I didn't hate it. Like, well, for instance, there uh, one of the women is a lesbian, and so she meets a woman who's a waitress and a like-minded individual, but she's younger. And she invites them to her art show. And so they decide to go. And the the joke there is all of her art is Fran Drescher. <laughs> so, see, so there's just all of this. Fran Drescher is this, Fran Drescher is that, and it's all nanny related. And then you have an exchange from the women in their 50s talking to these millennials who each one of them is a stereotype that you just want to slap. You just do. And so there's this whole thing about how uh, how they feel. And it's very funny. Not laugh out loud funny, but it's like, <laughs> I'm with the older people. <laughs> These people annoy me. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, there's that. And it's, and I appreciated it. And it was really well done. But the younger people. It just people, should have been. Yes, but the younger people in this one scene, they think that, um that it was part of the whole artistic experience, and you just get annoyed by them. I appreciate it. I don't regret that I watched it. You just wish it had been a little It could have been, uh, Yeah. It could have been sublime, but compared to all of the Adam Sandler Netflix films, it's, it is Oscar-worthy. It's The Godfather Part Two. Yeah. Yes, so I I think that anyone of a certain age is going to find things about it that are funny, even if you're a really irritating millennial, as portrayed in the film. I did 
uh, read up, and I, I want to say it's Amazon is producing the show. You and I had made several jokes at Hannah's expense the other day. We I, the the born infancy, like I think we had we had tagged it. Apparently, and like I said, I, no, I'm the not, born pregnancy, pregnancy. That's born what it pregnancy. That the the infancy is the the third of that trilogy. Did I already do our thing? Hmm? Have we already thanked Hinson Oakley? I, I think we did in our previous podcast. Well, let's thank them again. We should. We are broadcasting from high atop the Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry Podcast Center. Binge or cringe, we'll tell you what's worth watching. Jane Ellen talking to Adam Cravens. If we did it before, well, you got it we twice. Got, we got two. You got it twice. So, yes, Hannah, did you watch some of it? Uh, no, it was uh, Treadstone. They're mm-hmm. developing a show called Treadstone, which is about they, – they were very – very non-specific in the details, but what I'm what I'm getting from it is either it's a continuation or it's a prequel to before Jason Bourne um, became part of it, like the the clandestine like government mm-hmm. agency. But apparently they're they're developing a television series or a mini series. Like it, it, again, they weren't going, they were not like heavy handed on the details. But I was interested enough that I'd, I'd be like, okay, all right. Well, I mean, I'll check that out. Like. Born Legacy, which is essentially the Born movies without Jason Born, mm-hmm. proved that the concept can work. Like, uh, if, if you saw it or didn't see it, like uh, Jeremy Renner, like essentially takes on um, not the Arrow, no, not the or Hawkeye. Is he? <laughs> I mean, listen, the, the, the man's in three movies that grossed over a billion dollars. But like, I always have to think he he is. It's not Robin Hood. He is. He would make a pretty sick Robin he? Hood. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how nobody's done that. <laughs> Just saying. But match like, him up with what, Kevin Hart? Tread, you can always match anyone up with him. Like, it, it, he's the he's the perfect buddy to, like, any buddy cop or, like, cartoon. Like, he'll Kevin Hart. We'll, we'll get it done. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, honest to goodness, like there's a reason why he's one of the hardest working men in Hollywood. He's, he really is just likable and funny. Yes. And? No, the Treadstone, I'm, I'm really kind of into that, that concept. Like Amazon successfully kind of ported uh, Jack Ryan into the smaller screen. When's, when's the next season? I keep waiting. Of Jack here, here's the catch about not being networked. Like back in the day, like everybody went on hiatus during the summer. Like you started writing at this mm-hmm. point, you started your episodes here and you, you definitely ended in May. Like you probably started in September. Um, They're kind of on that HBO timeline where you're just like, well, okay, well we need a little bit more time on this season. And they're like, okay, well we'll just skip a year. Is that good? Is that Okay. Like we'll just no, it's well, not. Well, I, I listen. They didn't. They didn't ask me. They asked Amazon, I and know. they they I I've not heard a firm date there. But I, the great thing about streaming is like you know you used to have to wait for like a rerun of that episode before like DVD or even VHS became like manageable in a a financial sense. Once streaming drops, like you can just keep keep watching it. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife, whenever she goes to bed, like she will watch The Office. Like I, I hear Michael Scott in my dreams so because of that. Like <laughs> I'm just like occasionally Dwight, like kind of uh-huh. jerks me out of like a really calm sleep. But Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Bears. <laughs> 
Interesting. So, see, I took us there. There is no murder, some mayhem in wine country. Oh, actually, you know what? Like, and as often as you and I say things that you can't put on the poster, that would work. Yes, it would. What, what murder and a, no murder? No murder, some mayhem. That's like, that's a great tag right there. I should be paid so much more for some. I'm just things. saying, like, if that was a promo, like, for, like, a what coming this fall, like, I, I'd just be like, oh, well, I might tune into that. I like that. That's yeah. a good tag. And I See that on the side of a bus or something? <laughs> yes, I would watch that. Now, what I will have watched by next week, because I simply can't wait, Lucifer. Um, the TV show, yes. not... Uh, not the uh-huh. uh, actual devil. Demon. No. Yeah. Yes, uh, this Lucifer is Tom Ellis, and uh, my only. Con- were you, were yes. you about to say something Spanish? No. You were you were rolling not your R. No, I wasn't sure. This Lucifer, um, very talented, sings and plays. When he sings, I will survive. I mean, Tom Ellis really can sing. So there's that happening. However, I haven't seen the new season, and the new season is no holds bar lucifer the other seasons were sure my almost 14 year old can watch this i don't know if the hulu version is going to be acceptable for her to watch so there's that but they're introducing the character of eve lucifer's first girlfriend sure yeah Yeah. anyway so I, I will be watching Lucifer, and that's one of the shows that got saved when, you know, shows are taken off of networks, then they go and get saved. What do we do when it's on the network? Again, Santa Clarita Diet. It, How do we get you saved? Especially when you're already streaming. Yes. Like, I, I wonder if that, and I'm not saying necessarily like the technology had have existed then, but like the, the okay, like... Uh, the uh, 1966 Batman show, like almost Pow. got saved by NBC. I think it was NBC wanted it after ABC canceled it. They're like, we'll 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 do it for a season. But they had already struck like the the Batcave set and it was apparently very expensive. And they're like, OK, well, we don't want it anymore. Like you never heard about shows getting saved mm-hmm. like that, like especially I, I can think of a couple of instances like when. Well, no, that wasn't even sa- like um what was it? CBS bought the TGIF lineup real late in TGIF's like life. They they ported Family Matters and I think Step by Step. I'm already bored. Over into CBS and it was like Block Party Friday. Like yeah, it no. was it was an obvious attempt. Not on my block. But like they also both got canceled the season after that. Like very poor quality seasons. But like you just never heard about that back in that. Like once a show was gone. Like it was, it was dead. It was dead and gone. Like it other, did not come. Other back. than the weird fandom that grew around Star Trek: The Original Series, the first show that was successfully saved that I can remember is Family Guy. Canceled well, and it twice. It no, uh, Futurama got canceled twice. Oh, Futurama. Family okay. Family Guy got canceled, but then because of the. Um, Reruns they were showing on Adult Swim and the DVD sales, because mm-hmm. this is back when people still wanted physical media. Like, Fox was looking at it going, okay, well, we may have killed a golden goose before mm-hmm. it had started laying its eggs. And it's in, what, its 18th season? Easily. At this point, um, Futurama, originally on Fox, gets... And it wasn't even because it was underperforming. Like, Fox will just went through weird periods where they were like, okay, we don't want to be... We don't want to do animation. Like... 
uh, King of a Hill got unceremonial. Like King they of just, the Hill was great. They didn't. It, it wasn't even like they're like, okay, this show's been on eleven years. We need to give it a finale. It was just like we don't need new episodes. Which is basically propane and propane accessories. Basically, the way they they canceled Futurama, and then Futurama, I think, when it started showing on Comedy Central, they're mm-hmm. like, there's something here. So they produced them a couple of, uh, or they had produced a couple of straight to DVD movies mm-hmm. that they showed as. The fifth season. Okay. And they performed well enough that Comedy Central was like, okay, instead of doing, just showing the DVD, like, and splitting them up into four episodes and showing that as a season, mm-hmm. why don't you guys just make us another season? And I think it went on another, like, two. That show did get canceled twice. And, mm-hmm. like, even after it got canceled again, people were like, okay, well, where are we doing it now? And I think, like, they were just kind of like, well, we, we're not. Yeah, like we're, not. we're Guys, we... We survived death twice, okay? Like, And then you have Firefly that, don't get us started, because we need another podcast uh, for that. But the short version is many people more than a little upset over it's all too brief time on TV. And that one didn't get saved. And so now I remember the Mindy Project, they, they, they were going to not let it wrap up. They... I will say this about Firefly. We did mercifully. Yes, we got a movie. We got the movie. Like, I would have much rather had another season mm-hmm. or like something. But we we did get that. And like, Nathan Fillion is bit by bit visiting the homes of all the Firefly fans. He's not come to where, your house yet? Where is, where am I on that? You're on the, the list. The list. Like the list. You're my, several. You're on I the think list. I guess I'm several names. Or maybe he just came there one day when I wasn't home. And he's just <laughs> that like. That could have been it. Adam? Sorry. Adam? Oh, I got a lot of people. <laughs> I got to go. He's like Santa. Whole time travel thing. So uh, Lucifer canceled, resurrected. And in the resurrection, much like with Mindy Project, Mindy Project, it was so subtle. The language changed to be a bit more realistic. Maybe Maybe just the S word crept in, but nothing like nudity or anything like that. But it was just subtle. And we're going, whoa, they didn't used to say that. Now, Lucifer, they say, is going to be a lot more stuff that you luciferous. The very proper, a bit properly, more body. Yeah. Like, I mean, if, if, if Satan, you know, bails above Lucifer, known for anything, it's usually, you know, debauchery or sinfulness or. Any number of adjectives and nouns that mean bad things. Mm-hmm. Except for this version of Lucifer, who really is a delight. <laughs> Which, there's, we probably don't need to put that on any. <laughs> there's, that's a, Jane Allen says, Lucifer is a delight. <laughs> cackle, cackle, cackle. <laughs> this version of. Anyway, so. Uh, that's, that's, the, that's the part of it they'll drop in the quote. <laughs> That's re- you just have that ellipsis right there at the end. And they're like, well, what did you say after that? And I go, said this version. They're like, all it said was that you liked <laughs> Lucifer. No, this version. And, and what is funny about this version of Lucifer is anytime they bring up, you know, Satanists and cults. And he's like, I don't want that. And it's just, <laughs> he's real funny. Uh, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, when you're you when they're just inferring, like I guess that would happen if you were like some kind of a a demon or a deity or something, and you're just like, I was here two thousand years ago. I totally didn't say that. You, yeah, that's you, it. You took that way out of context. That that's many of the running jokes on Lucifer. 
You know, why do people think that? And yada, yada, there's, if there's, he was here right now, he'd say, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> say that. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. There is that. So uh, on that note, uh, oh, I wish I could watch it tonight. Because mm. I fear once I start, I will not be able to stop. Kind of like me and Double Stuff Oreos. Yeah. 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 I mean, I get it. Mm. Yeah. I understand. I would like to have... I would like to have four double stuffed Oreos, a small glass of milk, and Lucifer all at the same time. Like I just, I really become Winnie the Pooh. Like if 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 I get access to things like that, I really enjoy eating and watching TV at the same time. I'm just like, oh bother. I wish I didn't. Rabbit, do you have a honey? I wish I enjoyed jogging in place and watching TV at the same time. I do not. What you? I mean, you could. You can get, you know, like an elliptical or something I like could. that. I I'm, I'm just saying, like, what you're describing is not impossible. Like, I really like sitting, and the only exercise is a hand-to-mouth. I'm just like training to be able to jump to the moon. That's not realistic. Walking while you're watching television <laughs> is—it's not an impossible dream, Jane. I really like eating and watching TV. And I'm just going to leave it at Also that. not an impossible dream. Right? <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening. And a special thank you to Nish, who is, who is now a convert and follows us, dare I say, religiously. Can we, can we, can we stay away from the, the cult-sounding <laughs> words? <laughs> yes. So thank you so much for listening. And we will be back next week as I force myself to watch more TV for the sake of this program. (laughs) Force myself. You are listening to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. Binge or Cringe, starring Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens, is a Hinson Oakley Podcast Center production. Listen to new or past podcasts anytime at rock937online.com.